This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Ollie Tikkanen. Yeah, and maybe if we quickly discuss a little bit about osteoarthritis, which you have uh, studied a lot, uh, w- w- what are the kind of most interesting things you have you have found in your your studies with with osteoarthritis? Yeah, so I've worked a lot within osteoarthritis for yeah, more than ten years now, and most of the research I've done has uh, focused on on exercise and exercise compared to surgery. So we have done trials where we have randomized to to a non-surgical treatment of exercise and other treatments. And on top of that, a total knee replacement. And recently, we also did a trial in young people with a meniscal tear where we compared exercise and education to surgery. And as with multimorbidity, it's about getting people to do the exercise. And and, uh, that that said, we, we have evidence supporting for osteoarthritis. We have evidence supporting that exercise is an effective treatment with moderate effects, obviously. So it's not that it removes the pain for everyone, but it reduces the pain. And the challenge, though, is to, to get more people to do it and implement it in, in clinical practice like uh, we have done in Denmark and other places in the world with the GLAD program. And another challenge is uh, obviously. Um, the healthcare system, at least from my perspective, which is still not, still not hasn't integrated exercise as uh, part of uh, of routine care. So, for example, here in Denmark and in other countries, is free to have surgery, which is is fine, but it's not free to have exercise. So, you know, early on we talked about the, the um, differences in, in terms of socioeconomic background and multimorbidity. Another challenge having osteoarthritis and multimorbidity is that it's tricky and challenging to get access uh, to exercise. And I think that is a really important focus in the future to ensure that more people have access to it and more people are doing the exercise, no matter if they have osteoarthritis or or other chronic conditions. That's actually very interesting. That probably would be much cheaper to provide people opportunities to exercise as a treatment and surgeries and also like provide physiotherapy than than surgeries but usually the healthcare system is pushing for the operations more yeah exactly and I'm, I'm not saying that we should stop doing total knee or total hip replacements because they are effective treatments i'm just saying that we should try exercise before surgery because it's cheaper and it's still effective and it, it's not associated with any serious adverse effects. And in fact, we know that people who do exercise before actually seems to improve faster after surgery. And that is, is actually similar to what we have seen in, in, uh, in cancer surgery, where it also seems to be beneficial to exercise before surgery. So I think there's a room for both. We just need to ensure that all people actually receive exercise uh, before they receive the, the joint replacement if, if they need it, obviously. Mm. And, and when you mentioned that, that there is pain, pain reduction with the exercise, 
is it is it more from the systemic level or is it local level changes within the joint so this is a really interesting topic i think because we um, we know that that muscle strength uh, is a factor we also think that proprioception inflammation and and sensitization are important factors as to the reduction in pain but there's also obviously contextual factors and and psychosocial reasons why why pain is reduced so there's not one uh, clear answer to why pain reduces is is based on many things and and it's also an, an emerging field still i would say that that uh, you know the future will tell more about what is it actually that causes the pain reduction from uh, exercise and osteoarthritis and and in other conditions obviously and and if we think of the stimuli of the exercise or the joint itself is there certain things that we want the joint to over overgo some kind of mechanical loading is is there evidence of of certain kind of stimuli to the joint affected that helps more than other kind of stimuli if we're talking about physical activity and exercise current evidence does not uh, lead us to recommend one type of exercise over another it seems to be effective to do aerobic exercise to do neuromuscular exercise strengthening exercise and even aquatic exercise is effective so there are a couple of things i would say in terms of recommending exercise for us to try this first of all if you have so much pain you're not able to do land based exercise aquatic exercise is an obvious recommendation because you take off some of the load on the joint uh, if a person prefers strengthening exercise or prefers walking outside then obviously we should try to design the exercise program Uh, towards their uh, particular preference and then there are obvious biomechanical uh, things that we should also consider on top of the psychosocial factors like you know if if we if we see that the individual is not fairly strong then building strength is, is obviously important if we see that the individual has difficulty um, controlling their joint during movement exercises that focuses on on you know stability functional stability like neuromuscular exercise could also be being important to incorporate but preferences and needs are the obvious things to consider when developing an exercise program for people with osteoarthritis so the the strength aspect is is quite easy to understand that if the muscle strength is not enough and Uh, I'm, I'm trying to understand is there certain certain kind of type of uh, loading the it's a passive structure the meniscus in in the joint so do we want to kind of pump that there's a there's a flow or is is there something do we like for example if you think running there's quite a big load if you think aquatic exercises it's much less is is there any any understanding of the of the loading itself yeah so it's I think it's first of all what is important to uh, to acknowledge is the fact that osteoarthritis is a, a whole joint or even whole body disease so it's not all affecting one structure even though we we tend to to uh, to focus on the cartilage in osteoarthritis the condition affects the whole joint and then if we move to exercise as a treatment we might improve cartilage cartilage quality from exercise but that is not the focus of exercise the focus of exercise is building the structures strengthening the structures around the knee and reducing inflammation and also the psychosocial effects 
that that it, that it has. So so we shouldn't, you know, focus on how can we affect the meniscus the most. Instead, we should focus on, yes, yeah, I said, the needs and preferences, but then also building the muscle, reducing the inflammation and and the psychosocial bits of of uh, doing exercise. So again, a whole joint or whole body focus instead of a you know particular structure focus uh, while doing exercise. Yeah, I I can see now that I was trying to focus very very small while it's it's the whole whole system a lot of lot of different structures. Yeah, I- interesting. So we discussed about exercise versus surgery. Do you have do you have anything you would like to add into this osteoarthritis uh, discussion? Well, I think we have covered many relevant and interesting topics uh, during our talk also in, in osteoarthritis. I think, again, highlighting what I said when we talked about multimorbidity, we should probably in the future avoid only focusing on exercise that can be done in the gym. Uh, I think it's a, an important part of the treatment to focus on specific exercises that can be done in the gym, but to get more people to be active is also important to consider what they want and consider other options like we talked about before apps or exercise via screen so it's, it's basically the same just at home with the screen in front of you or exercise in the nature because at, at the end of the day the most important thing is that we get people to move and help them move in in the most appropriate way just just one i think important thing to to highlight there is obviously there are there can be types of activity that is detrimental to a joint. For example, the the, the phenomenon of, of uh, weekend warriors, uh, which could be a man like myself going out playing football in the weekend and then having pain for a week and doing the same and the same and again for each week. That is something that we should help the individual, at least for a period, to avoid by giving them more focused and structured exercise. But we should be open to other ways of delivering exercise and and just getting people to be more active than what they were when they came into our office and maybe two two more a little bit more generic uh, questions uh, you have been very successful getting getting big big grants and also publishing in a very high impact journals what would be your tips for aspiring researchers how to get big project grants and how to publish in good journals i think uh, the the first thing that at least has helped me is the network building your network ensuring that you are involved with people that are skilled that can learn you something uh, some who you can learn from then also building the team is is really important as we've talked about a few times already during this uh, conversation uh, although you are very skilled in one particular field, you're not skilled in every field. So building a multi-professional group of people around the project idea that that you have, uh, ensuring that that you cover all aspects that are necessary. Then obviously planning and preparation is important. So if you have a good idea that you have developed together with, with skilled colleagues, um, it's important that you have time to further develop that idea into a project proposal that can also be reviewed by what you could call mock reviewers. So people who are skilled in the the field that the particular um, grant you're applying for uh, is is focused on. 
but even also people that are outside that particular area. That is at least that has helped me a lot uh, when I got the ERC grant from the European Union to have people who do not know anything about exercise for people with multimorbidity because they can ask the questions that the grant reviewer might ask, which you might not have considered when you developed the idea because you thought it was obvious. And that's really important, you know, the, the preparation and, and ensuring that it's a good fit with the, the particular grant. And then obviously getting the right idea is a challenge in itself. And again, that that's where I think the network is important, but also reading publications from, from, from some of the bigger journals or from journals that have, you know, new inspiring work ongoing, because that gives you ideas of what could be the next uh, important focus in terms of progressing a particular research field like multimorbidity or osteoarthritis or so on. Yeah, I think really good points. So network, multidisciplinary team, and then then also have people outside review it before submitting and getting the feedback. And I have sometimes visited Odense and I have seen that you have a really big building that has a lot of a lot of people in the university. Do you think it helps with the with the network and team building that you have a lot of people under one roof? Yes, for sure. And the same goes here at the hospital where I have the other research unit progress. I think both of them are important because the university has all the academic skills needed to to build a a research group while the hospital also have a strong clinical group and i think that's you know another important point to consider is to ensure that the team is not only academic but also is constituted of clinicians if you're working within the clinical field and end users obviously if you're and and most often you would if you're involving some kind of end users like um, like patients and and so on yeah, good points. And and last question before we finish: uh, Are you looking for any collaborations in specific? Do you have any open positions? Anything you want to advertise in the end? Yeah, I think uh, you know at least. So we just hired some and are probably posting new positions next year. So so have a look for it. And and I think what I really wanted to stress in in that particular area is that. What has helped me a lot in, in my career so far, going from a PhD student to a professor, is to reach out to people where you see they have skills within a particular field that you need. And do not be afraid that they are turning you down. If they do, it's, it's their fault, obviously, and, and most often they wouldn't. That's what I've done so far. So, you know, if you're looking for collaboration within a field that is closely related to what I do, feel free to re reach out and and, you know, we could talk about potentials for collaborating. And if I do not have, you know, the, the positions myself, sometimes I would know others who had. And, and I think the same would go for many of my colleagues that very few are unhappy with people who are reaching out. Most are just happy to collaborate and, and, and work together with young skilled researchers from, from other parts of, of the world. Yeah, great, great points. And this was a very, very interesting and fruitful discussion. So thank you for taking the time for the podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me and, and uh, good luck. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. 
This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcast or whichever app you're using. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.